Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 227. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. And we're going to talk to someone who is kind of a different person out in the MCAT world. We're going to talk to Paul, an MCAT live online instructor from Blueprint MCAT. If you are looking for some help in your MCAT prep, go check out Blueprint Live Online's new course to help you with some accountability and to help you integrate all of the amazing information and content that Blueprint has and integrate that into your test-taking strategies. Again, that's Blueprint's live online course at blueprintmcat.com. Let's go ahead and say hello to Paul. Paul, welcome to the MCAT podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, pretty excited to be here. I feel like I'm famous now. <laughs> you are famous. Uh, you're welcome. Um, I, I want to start. So so this new format that we've been doing with the MCAT podcast is bringing on different Blueprint Live online instructors who have, in your own right, obviously been very successful at taking the MCAT uh, and, and both kind of getting your take on the MCAT and then continuing our breakdown of full length one from Blueprint. Uh, this is our first episode with you. So we get to to learn a little bit about Paul. So congratulations on your acceptance to medical school, starting medical school here soon. Uh, but I want to talk about the MCAT and your take on the MCAT. In your mind, what was the hardest thing for the MCAT for you? Then uh, definitely getting started on it. Uh, I was a non-traditional student. I This is a second career for me. And so I had just heard like wild rumors about the MCAT. <laughs> it was the hardest thing in the world. Um, I would hear people that like, even before I started on my MCAT journey, I would have, like fellow people in undergrad that would be having to study for it. And I would just hear them in the hallways and this, the stress in their voice. <laughs> and I wasn't worried about it back then. <laughs> but when I decided to go into medicine, I was like, oh no, that's going to be me now. And so I think yeah. just... Um, the anticipation and the kind of almost fear in the back of my mind when I realized I had to take it. <laughs> yeah. You built it up to be this huge monster. Did it end up being a huge monster for you or what was there something that, that made it easier for you? Uh, it really, it, it didn't end up being all too bad. I kind of had to relearn what the MCAT was, uh, to be honest. I, I did prep, uh, with, blueprint formally next step uh, and i kind of got a decent little reality check on their diagnostic uh, <laughs> exam did not uh do well at all uh, i will say 
the bio biochem, I believe I was in the seventh percentile. So um, <laughs> a rude little awakening. Um, but then I did uh, actually listen to uh, some of the earlier episodes of this podcast when I started my journey. Uh, and that kind of helped me figure out, like, I don't need to be an expert in all of these sciences um, and know all these different concepts, like the back of my hand. Yeah. Uh, and changing my mindset from that to being, okay, be familiar with all the broad kind of concepts, like, hey, it's a mile wide, but an inch deep, uh, and really changing my mindset uh, to fit that was like a game changer uh, for my personal MCAT journey. So we say that all the time on the MCAT podcast and everywhere else, a mile wide, an inch deep. What does that look like in terms of studying, though, study habits and what you're actually doing to prep for the MCAT? So I I think it looks a little different for everyone. Personally, I'm a big uh, reader, uh, and so I like just reading information uh, and then taking notes. And so I would read like the the textbook chapters for from Next Step and Now Blueprint, uh, those content books. And then I have, I mean, I have a huge spiral of my own notes where I would kind of big picture, uh, like do like almost flow charts and just relating different ideas to each other, uh, things along that line. And then as need to get a little bit more detailed, but then I would just kind of constantly just kind of review those notes as I added to them. And about every week I would just look through that notebook. And that was kind of like my big picture, big idea notebook. I didn't really put a lot of details. I mean, except amino acids, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I had the details of those in there. Um, but I just reviewed those kind of big picture, big concepts uh, on a weekly basis as I added to that notebook. So by the end of my prep, I reviewed those first few concepts, I mean, dozens of times. Uh, so I just really kind of did my best to keep it active in my mind. And I think yeah. that helped a lot for for myself. Do you, do you think that one of the biggest mistakes, or if not the biggest mistake, is that students ignore the inch deep part of the saying and they try to go a mile wide and a mile deep and and they just spend all of their time studying it book review no nah, definitely uh, and i think this is why i was initially very intimidated about the mcat until i realized i didn't need to do that as well uh, i was uh, in my previous job i worked at a university and i just remember one time i was i was just sitting in a common area um, I think grading papers and I heard two students and they were studying for the MCAT and they had taken some practice exams and I think they were trying to like break the the 500 mark mm-hmm. and then they started talking about these concepts that I still don't know what they are like science like I think they were maybe biochem like topics and I was thinking to myself wow that is really like tough science I had taken a couple of um, of my science prereqs at that time I was like, oh no, um, this is, I mean, they're looking to get to that 500 and they have to know this type of material. Yeah. And then realizing what I do now, um, if those were my students, I would recommend a completely different trajectory. Uh, like, Don't put any more effort into that. Let's get some of these kind of bigger picture, um, like kind of low hanging fruit topics. And you can really get a great score off of those uh, like stereotypical low hanging fruit um, kind of topics and ways to go about your studying. How do you how do you get that through to a student though? Because as as a f- former pre med, a recovering pre med, um, <laughs> obviously the MCAT is built up to be this huge thing, and you need a great score, want a great score to get into medical school. Like, 
why can't I know it all and learn it all and and know everything? Because there might there there might be a question on the test that is this one thing that you're telling me to ignore. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There there could be that one <laughs> question, um, and I I do do some one on one tutoring as well, and that that does come up, and I tell them sure, like that that could happen. However, you can miss a decent number of questions uh, and still have a like a score that's going to get you into to med school. And yes, there may be one question on this very specific uh, like promoter. Um, if we're talking about genetics, maybe, but I guarantee you there's going to be a lot more questions just on amino acids or kind of the basics. And then I kind of, I hit them with examples when we review that diagnostic exam, any foldings and practice, uh, they may have like crushed a couple of specific, really hard questions that they just knew the topic. Mm. Uh, but then going over it, I often kind of stop them in their reasoning process and be like, all right, pause. Can you answer this question now without going any further? And they don't think about that sometimes. And, and they, when I pause them, they're like, wait, okay, I can figure out this answer now. I don't need to know any of those details uh, because the other three answer choices don't fit with how far I've already gone and kind of my reasoning or logic. And so um, I'll just take them through that kind of practice material and just pause them every once in a while. Like, all right, pause. Like, can you answer this question now? And a lot of times they they can and they just don't realize it. Um, and so they want to kind of go down that rabbit hole of knowing the ins and outs of every question. I tell them like, we're not here to to be the best <laughs> scientist and know everything. We're here to get the best score. <laughs> so we just yeah. want to know just enough to get the answer uh, correct. Yes, you want to be the best MCATologist. I think is a, a new <laughs> a new word I just made up. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's not taken. I'm going to go by the URL right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so when when you're doing your one on one tutoring or now as a, a blueprint live online. Uh, instructor what is your number one tip for students to to begin this MCAT journey I think my number one tip uh, and it's kind of a bigger picture tip on just you're about to start this journey like you need to stay balanced um, and it's kind of a broad tip but balanced in your prep but just balanced in your life I think it's very easy to to get tunnel vision on whatever aspect of MCAT prep is going on, uh, whether it's the content review, whether it's the practice. Um, but remember, you have probably school commitments outside of this, maybe a job, maybe a family. Uh, and if you ignore those, uh, it may seem like, oh, I have to just be all about MCAT prep. But burnout is real. I mean, I experienced it in my own MCAT prep and it really will tank your score if you don't do that um, or handle that well with just maybe some physical activity for stress relief or social interactions. Um, but then also if you're too focused on one content area um, or one specific type of studying, you can leave really big gaps uh, in your MCAT prep. And so my just general advice is be balanced, uh, not only in MCAT prep, but just in your life in general. Like you should have a day off a week, uh, go run, go. I think I, my classes think I'm kind of a hippie because I'll always tell them like, oh, go outside, go climb a tree, like just go to a park and like just sit in the grass and like look at the clouds. Um, but just give yourself a break and keep your life balanced as best as you can. 
Paul, you're crazy. You're telling a pre-med student to take a day off, eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours potentially of more MCAT prep. I, I think it's very interesting that we still kind of fight this this idea that if you take time off, you're wasting time. When in reality, you are allowing yourself to be more efficient when you are studying because you're not burnt out and and you you are more aligned with everything else. Yeah, definitely. And I think when you have that day off a week, uh, you realize, at least this was my case, I, I realized when I was actually studying, how much time I was actually wasting, uh, not really studying, uh, maybe taking a little five minute break to, to check Instagram and that turned into a 30 minute break to check Instagram and go get a snack. Uh, so when I gave myself like a whole day off, like I found that when I would go and study, I was a lot more focused on the actual material. Uh, and it's something that sneaks up on you. I did not realize it until I think my iPhone was giving me that weekly screen report. And I was looking at that. I was like, wow, I'm spending a lot of time just looking through Instagram. Um, and so I actually I have no social media now. I got rid of all of it <laughs> during my MCAT prep, <laughs> uh, and I love it. It's like it is not a distractor. Uh, and so, yes, you are losing a full day of studying, but I found that that made my actual study days a lot more effective. Uh, I wasn't distracted by everything, and also you can still think about science stuff when you're not studying. Uh, I'm a big advocate of like physical activity. Uh, I was actually trained for a marathon when I was doing my first, uh, my MCAT prep. And I would just, as I was running, just be thinking about science. Uh, and it sounds weird, um, but just <laughs> thinking about that stuff and ruminating over like, oh, like amino acids or just general kind of big picture things. Um, I do think that really helps your retention. And it also makes me ask questions. I'll be talking to myself when I'm running I'm like, wait a second, why does this do that? Or am I right on this? And so I would kind of figure out gaps in my own knowledge. And you can do that on a day off without having to crack open a book or just go through flashcards. And so you have a day off, but you can still like, it's okay to think about MCAT stuff. Um, <laughs> just don't touch the materials. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about materials. It's it's a big stress that students have. What books do I get? Do I need a course? Do I not need a course? Should I get a tutor? How do I integrate all of this information, all of these full-length exams and QBanks? And there's, there's so much out there that it's it's overwhelming. At, at a bare minimum, right? Put, put your... Uh, I'm a blueprint instructor to the side at a bare minimum, what should students be getting to prep for the MCAT? At a bare minimum, I think this would maybe vary a little bit depending on if you're a traditional science background or more of a non-traditional um, background. At a bare minimum, I would really suggest getting whatever format you like. I, I'm a textbook person but a like MCAT specific content source. Uh, don't just go get your biochem textbook and your OCHEM textbook. It's gonna have a lot of extra info that you do not need to know, um, but some just source and just one source, uh, just one, please. I know it's, I, it's tempting to try to buy every different pack and every different thing under the sun, um, but one source, I did textbooks. Uh, so one textbook set for MCAT prep materials at a minimum, 
that way you can just like figure out what you need to know and what you don't need to worry about. Uh, and then I would strongly suggest if you're not doing anything else, uh, getting that double AMC uh, MCAT materials uh, because that's just great quality practice and kind of lets you get a test drive on these full length, basically like eight hour test days <laughs> that are going to be coming down the pipe. And you, I, I would not recommend going into the MCAT cold and I've never taken uh, a practice test. So I would say one kind of content source and then the double AMC materials as, as a minimum. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, is there anything else that you think is important for an MCAT student, a, a prepper, uh, which, which by the way, just a random side tangent MCATology and MCATologist are already taken. Somebody, somebody oh, had that bright idea man. already, but that's, a, that's okay. Uh, someone in Iceland, which is weird. Um, for, for the, the student who's on their MCAT journey, what kind of final words of wisdom do you have for them? Uh, trust the process, but trust yourself. Um, if you can motivate yourself or maybe you need external motivation, but if you can stick to this prep, uh, and hit what you need to hit, like grind on the days you need to grind, just trust your own abilities and trust yourself. Um, and yes, it's like an intimidating journey and, and it can be a, uh, a slog at times going through this. Um, but hey, like you have to be able to trust yourself to learn the materials, get that uh, quality practice in, and also hold yourself accountable. If you took a week off to go visit your friends or go party, I don't know, somewhere virtually nowadays. Um, but if you took a week off of, of MCAT, that's that's okay. But get back on it, jump back on the horse, um, do what you need to do. Uh, but really, just trust yourself as a student. Um, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's intimidating. Um, but lay out a plan, stick with it, and trust yourself to stick with it and that you're going to be learning the stuff. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to hit you with adversity. Uh, Self-doubt doesn't need to be one of them. All right, there you have it. Again, it's Paul from Blueprint Live Online. Go check him out at blueprintmcat.com. Also, don't forget to check out Blueprint's new MCAT flashcards at mcatflashcards.com. A great set of flashcards put together by some of the top content creators in the MCAT space that Blueprint has. Go check them out, mcatflashcards.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.